like waiting. Yeah. No, go ahead. For Charles necessarily, but I just have to put in my like little Dia hate segment of the week. Yes. Let's begin with how much we hate Dia Betty. Oh, yeah. Just like starts off with them getting back from her first win that she's so desperately wanted and and clearly needed for her fragility. (laughs) And the girls are trying to give her a compliment. And Angie's like, you know, it was really good. I know you really wanted this win. And, you know, I think I speak for all of us when I say, like, you deserved it. And her response is not thank you. It's, oh, it feels so good. Mm. And then the thing that I really hate is she follows that up by saying, I just hope all of you are, I hope, like, it's okay that I've been sort of, like, bitchy. And it's like, no, don't excuse your yeah, yeah, she's like, I hope you all understand and like accept that like I've been really bitchy. It's not an apology. It's fully her just saying like she says, I wanted this so badly, I was mean to you. I hope that's okay. That's what I she says. I hope that's okay. Yeah. It's no. been so long since we've had such a like true villain. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait for her to see this back. I mean, I guess she's seeing it play back right now, but I am not following very closely if she is standing by what is airing or if she is like making amends and putting up true apologies. Yeah, she I'm- definitely strikes me as the kind of person who sees herself in the light most favorable to her always. So watching it back, she's probably justifying in her own mind why she was doing what she was doing the she's whole time. She's doubling down. Yeah. Mm. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah, it's just so unpleasant and like not not fun to be around. Like mm-hmm. I wonder like when I wonder, are people just predis- predisposed to take the competition so seriously that they can't they can't step away to look at like the broader picture of like fandom and appreciation and career beyond this one contest over six weeks? Or does it get to them once they're there? Like No, I think she's just insecure. She's I a- think she's just really fragile and we've discussed this before, but like she cannot handle when someone else is getting praised. Mm-hmm. It like grates her. She doesn't know how to celebrate someone else's success. So in contrast to Angie saying, we're, we're proud of you and happy for you. Yeah. We already see in the next week on at the end of the episode that when Georges and Jasmine are trying to have their moment saying, better watch out who you're li- if you're lipsing against one of us. Daya is it cuts to Daya being like well it wasn't that good yeah and then like in her talking head moment like rolling her eyes mm-hmm. and I'm like you cannot even let these two who are worried that they were gonna go home mere moments ago yeah. have a moment because yeah. it, it, you're too insecure that they so, that J- Rue liked something they did mm-hmm. it's really exhausting <laughs> yes like it is very much that person that you're like oh my God, if we were in some sort of situation where I was in a room with all of these people for weeks at a time, I would be like, yeah, Jasmine talks a lot, but please don't sit me near Daya because the negativity and the comments are the same consistently. And I do not want to end up, I mean, me, I probably do, in like another (laughs) another bitch fest where we complain about everyone and how bad they are, which is what this podcast is. So actually, I'd probably be fine. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) You were going to say something? No. Oh. Just hate Dio. Just yeah, I just, yeah. I am annoyed by Jasmine all the time. 
but I dislike Daya all the time. There's a difference. I don't dislike Jasmine. She just annoys me. At the beginning of this episode, Daya, they're all doing like a little bit of like reading back and forth and they're better reads than anyone gave during the reading challenge. And Daya is like coming for everyone, but everyone's joking and laughing. And it seems like there's actually a group dynamic that's like comfortable with Daya's snark. And it, I did find it a little bit endearing just seeing the way they were responding to her. I was like, okay, like blame quote, you know, quote unquote, blame it on the edit. Like, it may be okay in the room. Well, okay. Here's but I don't what I'm, like her. Here's what I'm thinking about that. Because I see that. I can see that. Okay. So, yes, Jasmine is annoying. And Miss Cornbread did all of the hard work for everyone by fighting that fight early. Mm. And being like, we are all going to live in a world where we are going to say out loud in this room that you talk a lot and you're annoying. And you <laughs> have to also recognize that. Like, And Jasmine... Mm-hmm. It was rough at first. Mm-hmm. It hurt and it stung, but she heard, knows, and understands now that that is a part of her personality, that it's hard and it's a part of the dynamic of the workroom. Yep. And she works to make sure that there is space for everyone else. I think that may have done her a disservice in this specific challenge, mm-hmm. but right, within right. the working environment of the workroom, I think that it's really good for her. Mm-hmm. The connection to Daya is that it's going to take a lot longer and maybe we finally arrived at we're going to say out loud and everyone's going to say Daya that you're mean and you're nasty and you're going to have to admit that too that you're a shady Mm -hmm. bitch and you make these shady bitch jokes so that then we can all say it out loud and not get our feelings fucking hurt all the time either Mm -hmm. by us saying that you're mean or you saying mean things to us Mm -hmm. so I feel like maybe that's the corner that they've rounded Robert that Mm -hmm. you're recognizing in the workroom that they were like hey we can we can trade this batting back and forth of reads now because we have to we're all still in this for a lot longer Mm -hmm. so we can be mean to each other, but we have to know where the lines are. Yeah. And I feel like they're starting to establish and know where the lines are. Mm. I wonder how much of this comes from her being the first person to go home. Was she Was she premiere one? I think so, right? Premiere one with I Maddie. Thought, I thought it was Orion first. Was it Orion first? I, yeah. Well, I'm, to her first person to yeah. go home. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. first her, episode on, yes. on the show, no, whichever totally. order it was... I think that that has stuck with her and sh- rattled her. Yeah. Because coming in, though, then again, coming in, she was talking shit. And she was like, some of these girls, like, I don't still, I think it's so basic. And then bitch goes home first. And I'm like, yes. And then she comes back and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I read a lot of like Thorgy's edit on Daya. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of Acid Betty's edit on Daya that there is this like wanting to prove by comparison against like your direct competitors, which I'm like, yeah, they're competing against each other for the crown. But like, Actually, Daya, no one is in your lane. So, like, yeah. fucking get over yourself. Yeah, the only person in your lane went a lot further than you're going to go and has crowded you out of the lane. <gasps> and, was, and that person is and Crystal was Method. really kind about it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I learned? Crystal Method is the name of a band in the 80s. 
Nine. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Marcus, you Marcus in the, in the booth. booth. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact checks, actually. It's yeah. actually been very helpful this whole season. But um, but that um, actually gooped me a little bit. I was like, did she know about this or is it just coincidence? You know, it's a coincidence that my cup is empty and I need to refill. What, what do you <laughs> like? Because we, as you all know, we that have is two options. We have several options. We have mm. Aperol Spritz. Oh, we, we oh, have Mark a giant bottle of New Amsterdam. <laughs> we can put it on the bar. Yeah, I love it. Um, we got Aperol do... Spritz and Ginger uh, uh, Lennon Mule. Ginger Mule, please. Ginger Mule. Thank you. Right ginger Mule. Do you think that that's like Ginger Mule <laughs> is like the, the drag pet of Ginger Minge that lives in her stable? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> For her little ginger Don Quixote expo- uh, uh, no. expeditions. I almost said expose. <laughs> <laughs> Probably an expose of an expedition. Exactly. Oh, I'm so glad we're on the same level. <laughs> do you want to do a recap? I was just going to say, oh, Rebecca, okay. do you yes, want to do a recap? Yeah, I want to do a recap. The recap is ready. It's very short. Oh, awesome. I love a. You know, I it mean, is 30 seconds. It has for always a been the 30 second recap with Rebecca. If and I don't you've always get this done it in fewer than 30 seconds. If I don't get this one in fewer than 30 seconds, then it will be a problem. <laughs> well, let's see. And now, the 30 second recap with Rebecca. On your marks, get set. Go. It's DragCon panel week, mini challenges, photo bombing challenge. Willow Pill wins that and gets to choose her team. She picks Deja, Camden, and Angie, and not Betty. The panels <laughs> talk about men's, fatherhood, and daddies, and toxic masculinity. Runway is shoulder pads. Winner is Bosco, Jasmine, and Georgie lip sync. It's a double mint gum, double save, and in true <laughs> season 14 fashion, nobody goes home. No chocolate. <gasps> Nice recapping, nice Rebecca. Recapping Rebecca. <laughs> you captured the whole episode, and it was 22 seconds. Amazing. I actually cannot remember the last time you did it in less than 30 yep. seconds. I can't remember the last time less happened on an episode of Drag Race. Yeah. Uh, like, th- all yeah. we needed was the lip sync. Yep. yep. Did we need the panels? Okay, I, I like, I really like the DragCon panel challenge. Um... We've only had it once before, and I quite enjoyed it. And it this, was the motherhood panels, or did they choose their topics? I think they choose. They choose. I think they. <laughs> I think they choose their own topics. Um, take the boy out of Tennessee. And, oof! Yeah, all of Tennessee, Tennessee fits in boy. that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think they chose last time, um, or maybe it was like. It was literally like each one got like body image, whatever take you want to have oh, on you're that. Right. It was oh, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and and this one was very much like everyone's getting the same topic. And it felt really it's like what Rue said to Georges in uh in the workroom where she was like, Do you feel like you've learned anything from your panel mates uh through this process? And she was like, No. Was like, well, I feel that for Georges. I, that, <laughs> I feel that for me having yeah. seen these panels, though, yeah. to be fair to Georges, like I did not. It was very after school, especially for a topic about men. When you have this many trans individuals on a season, yep. this many queer presenting individuals who have family backgrounds that they uh, a diverse set of family backgrounds that they do. 
I was supremely underwhelmed mm-hmm. by what they talked about. I thought that Deja's group, the group that Deja was the moderator for, did a better job of selecting their topics mm-hmm. because yes. I think they got menses and then they had to fill in like the next three and they did mm-hmm. fatherhood and they did. They did fatherhood, who you're attracted to, like what attracts you. What attracts I think you. Both teams did what attracts you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember Diabetti talking about the wrestlers. That's and, true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Bosco's group did toxic masculinity, which I'm like, I mean, props to you for trying to tackle that, but that is the wrong team to try to oh, tackle yeah. that. Yeah. Because, like, you know, uh, Willow talked about toxic masculinity without it being the topic. Mm-hmm. Correct. Ooh. Spooky in the booth. <laughs> Spooky. Oh. Oh, I thought it was, thought Charles. It was Charles coming in. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Willow, like, Willow, I think, actually crushed it. I thought Willow crushed it, too. Yeah. I think yeah. that Willow um, deserved the win, but maybe lost it on the runway. 100% yes. agree. Yeah. Well, Horrible runway. Willow, what's interesting is that, like, I think Willow won it on sincerity, openness, and, like, smarts. And, and hilarity, and funny. though. Funny, but, like, funny because she's smart. Like, that's how I feel about Willow. And she had charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, girl. I know. <laughs> and, and Bosco was hilarious. Bosco is quick. She's smart. She's effervescent, but she didn't feel very open. Well, she was the moderator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, I will say that I think in this specific instance, Bosco was dealt a slightly harder hand just sure. by the team she was mm-hmm. on. And so I'm like, okay, while I actually think that like Deja maybe did a better job moderating it's like the Tara Lipinski situation in which like yeah but Bosco (laughs) attempted a harder jump she tried to go for a quad she tried to go for a quad right she Mm. went for the quad she landed it it wasn't graceful like Deja's but she landed it so she gets more points the technical points for working with a Jasmine and Georges I I thought I love the analogy. That was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Are the Olympics over? Yeah. Did we win? Girl, don't worry. Of it. Okay. Don't worry. Tara Lipinski was not this Olympics. Trust. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Is Tara Lipinski 30? I hope she's 30. <laughs> How come there are no more like ice fundraising performances on television? I've never heard of this as a thing. And well, I demand no, like, my return now. Was a big, like, <laughs> have you ever heard of Disney on ice? Oh, honey. I waited weeks to see Anastasia on ice. Well, you like, know what it, I got? Like Every single souvenir available. <laughs> so it's like that, except not Disney. It's just mm-hmm. individual skaters performing pieces, short programs, long programs. But were there panel discussions? Oh, my God. I've um, been no, to No, there those. weren't no. panel discussions, but everybody throws the teddy bears and the roses, and your dad records them on VHS <laughs> for you. And you're allowed to do backflips on the ice because it doesn't violate the rules. Exactly, Ugh. and then someone comes on and tries to raise money for like sick people. <laughs> so what I've learned today is that it's not just Charles that leads us astray. 
<laughs> no, she's just trying to she's trying to make sure that lane is occupied still. <laughs> I'm multitasking. I can do it all. Yes. <laughs> um, get on your feet. <laughs> I think there. What was more interesting about the last time we had a panel discussion? Uh, group challenge was seeing how because we had three groups last time this time it was only two uh and in season cracker whatever season that was um <laughs> who won season cracker. wasn't that season 12 is that monet i think that's monet i think it's monet um but uh who wins because she was also Anyways. on the all-stars with monet yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, monet monique cracker was not that area Yes, because Cracker and Aquaria, and there's the whole makeup uh, fiasco, and one of them's got a binder full of makeup looks. Girl, my brain cannot keep up. Okay, anyways, season Cracker, uh, they did the panel discussion. Oh, because it was Eureka and Cameron Michaels. Yeah, I'm there now. I'm there now. (laughs) Um, I really liked how each group tried to navigate the group dynamic, and this time they said, there's a role called the moderator, and then there are the panelists. Mm. And so it, like took a layer out of like group gameplay by assigning specific roles. I don't know if it did though. Yeah. I think by saying one of you has to be the moderator, it was a different kind of group gameplay. Look at the like fight they had, or not fight, but like how they had to settle on Bosco being mm-hmm. the moderator was because Jasmine said she wanted it first. And then everyone else had to like navigate how to make Bosco the moderator yeah. and v- essentially vote on it. So it already puts Jasmine, and Jasmine, because of what Rebecca was talking about earlier, was on high alert because of Corn Br- what Cornbread said. Mm-hmm. You have a talking head moment with Jasmine where she's like, you know, I know that I can take over a conversation. and but, Yeah, you do know that because Cornbread called you out for it on like episode three. So we, we have a situation where the gameplay has been this whole season. Jasmine gets mm-hmm. played out of a role and mm-hmm. put into the bottom, basically. I also wonder if, because it was basically Daya and Bosco that chose to put Jasmine down. Like, I think, I don't think Georges would have said something if the other two hadn't have, like, because they didn't cut to Georges saying anything about Mm -hmm. it. So as far as I know, Mm -hmm. she didn't. But if the other two hadn't have, they basically like looked over at each other and were like, where are the seniors? She's the freshman. She can't have this role. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the Studio Charo. Hey, welcome to Race Chasers. What the fuck? I have no team up. You think you can just podcast without me? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Rebecca and I were simpatico. We made real, we, like, we brought a bar. For the week this week. Would, Would you, you like, like a drink? Aperol Spritz, okay. London Mule. We're talking Welcome about to the panel. About, um, science research, right? No, no, no. Exactly. We're talking specifically about the moment where Daya and Bosco take the moderator a roll away from Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Well, as someone who's just been watching actual academic panels all day, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have a lot to say on this subject. Good, go. No, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Race Chasers, your favorite podcast with us in it. The original Jack Race Fantasy League podcast. I'm Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rebecca. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We're in District Dogface Studios. Marcus in the booth. I think that's what I say. Marcus in the booth. Val not here, but in spirit. Hello. Oh, what do people think about who Willow picked? And who would you have picked if you were in Willow's shoes and you had everyone else to pick? Obviously, you can't pick Willow because you're Willow. So she, yeah, she won the mini challenge. So she got to pick her team, which also was interesting to me that like it wasn't a you pick one and then I'll pick one and then you pick one and then I'll pick one. Like she got to actually assemble her entire Avengers team. Yeah, I'm not team. sure I've ever seen that before. Yeah. True advantage. That Absolute is a true advantage. advantage. And so like to see that right out the gate, the first time I watched the episode, I was, I clocked that. I was like, wow, she really got a fucking leg up because she took a shitty photobomb. I hate these photobomb ones. I will, we can get into it, but uh, who would my team be? I think my team would probably be Willow, Bosco, because I mean, obviously, you Bosco are Willow, won. by the way. I yeah. am. Yes. Oh, right, right. So you yes. can't pick, pick Willow. Yeah, you're right. I am Willow. Um, good for me. Uh, I choose Bosco and Angeria, and who am I missing? Who am I missing that Willow actually picked besides Asia? Asia. No. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. And Camden. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't pick either of those people. I actually maybe probably Deja. would. Maybe if you want to beat them. Yeah, yeah, I would I would pick Deja, but I'd replace Bo- uh I would sub in Bosco for Lady Camden. I think that's, so that's like the, the only te- change the, like I would have f- made. So the full team that she actually picked. No. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah. Got it. Charles, who would you pick if you were Willow? To be on my panel? Yeah. On my team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the queens in the show? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Who are still left? <laughs> yes. yes. Not the ones who've been sent home. Not no. Dion. <laughs> Nobody who was on your team. (laughs) (laughs) She would be excellent as a. (laughs) Okay, if I was Willow and I had to choose my panel and my goal is to win the episode. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that way because I'm not strategic. Or my goal is to win the season. (laughs) I don't know. It's a mystery to me. Okay, here's who I would pick. <laughs> she does have zero wins. We have to remember this. Willow has zero wins? No, you. Willow has one. Willow has oh, one. Charles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, no, Willow's got to win. It's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's... But to be fair, you also all have zero Drag Race wins. So we're on the same page when it comes to that. I have um, Shangela's underwear at home. And still exactly zero drag race wins, That's amazingly. True. That's true. <laughs> just FYI. And just the memory of her finger on your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Blowing up so many people's spots right now. <laughs> We're not, not that many people's podcast for oh, nothing. Oh, my God. Um, Rebecca, who How would you pick? her hands? If you were Willow. Small. If I was Willow (laughs) and I had to pick from these queens, um, I would start with process elimination. Here are my, I would never pick you under any circumstance, and that's Daya and Jasmine straight off the bat. Like, you're not coming onto my team if I get to pick a full team. Mm -hmm. So then I also want to think strategically about, do I have a competitor that I don't want to lift onto my team even though they would probably be an asset hmm. and so then i think that does rule out bosco joining my team mm-hmm. uh-huh. right willow. right yeah. but you think angie is a good pick then? i think angie is a good pick because you do want a team of 
queens the judges have expressed an interest in hearing from. Mm -hmm. And the judges want to know about Angie. They like hearing Mm -hmm, from her, mm -hmm. but she's not super polished or super funny or gaming the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? So she's just an asset. She's charming, but she's not gunning. Yeah. Exactly. She Not might... gunning is a great way to describe it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then I would pick Camden because she's lovely to work with. She's easy to work with. And if direction needed to be given, she She'll could take probably it. take it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And she's game. Yes. Yeah. And also she recovered quite well from her huge stumble and then made it a bit. When she says Blake Lively, yeah, as the per like her celebrity crush that or whatever, was, that was real rough. It was that rough, was and everybody rough. was like, "Blake, Blake Sheldon," like, <laughs> and yes. she's like, "Oh," and then at the end, yeah, she she like calls back to it. It's funny. It's a bit. She recovered so yeah. well, and she handled yeah. it herself in the moment yeah. on the stage, mm-hmm. and was comfortable with other people bantering about the mistake, too. Yes. Like, that didn't throw her. You know who wouldn't be good with that? Daya. Daya. Daya would not be good at that, <laughs> right? So then if I'm looking at what I've got left then is Georges and Deja, because I've ruled out the others as, yeah. as options. And honestly, like, I could have gone with either... I thought Deja did great as the moderator, yeah, but as ante, Willow, it's kind of six yeah. of one. You don't yeah. know who's going to perform better out of mm-hmm. those two yeah. or help you out of those two. Exactly. As Willow, I I could have picked either one, but it's interesting to me that Deja was her first pick, and it makes me curious yeah. if there is workroom intel knowledge that Willow has about Deja as a performer that made her because she said like, oh, we just haven't worked together before, but I'm like, I don't buy it because it was something first made you pick, pick her first I, round. Yeah. I think potentially it was that one challenge where she was bantering and said I was born at a very young age that kind of set the stage for Deja actually being good in these kinds of improv speaking challenges she didn't do very well in the acting challenge where there was a script but she did very well when there wasn't a script and there's no script here and we agree and I wonder sorry Robert mm-hmm. I cut you off Go for it. and I wonder if there's other stuff happening in the workroom that's not making the edit that, that that Willow is gleaning from Deja that I'm just like, I read a maturity on Deja, mm-hmm. a similar maturity that Cornbread had, yeah. hmm. but without the Cornbread personality, affect, and character that I think Willow enjoys. Well, I, I think, think everybody likes Deja. Well, the, this is what I, in watching this episode, I go back to what you said, Rebecca, what must have been a couple episodes ago, where you said, Deja has not shown me why she was cast. Yeah, And I thought that mm. this whole fucking episode and whether that is like you just said, like we're not, it's not making the edit. Like maybe, maybe the entire cast is seeing something that we as audience members are not being privy to because of the editing or maybe Willow has a special connection with Deja that's not making its way to the rest of the cast. Who knows? But like we're not getting Deja in a lot of confessionals. We're not getting Deja as part of the workroom serious conversations really ever. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's kind of like, Doing a solid job but in I will, challenges. I will say, like, nothing has. I've been thinking about this a lot about Deja because, I lose like, sleep. yeah, yeah, because seriously, <laughs> I mean, like, she's an enigma. But what I'm wondering, really wondering, is like, shit. Where did I start with that? You threw me off by saying seriously because that's not a Deja. word I use. No, I know we're talking about Deja. <laughs> 
Um, but no, but I wonder. Like what it is? This is one of those things. It's just well, just like there's nothing about me that there's nothing about her that makes me not like her. Yeah, right. There's nothing about her yeah. that I've been like that's horrible. Right. But there's nothing about her, you know, and and she like she just really has not stood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of impressive I to mean, be at the top eight. That's a yeah to yeah. be to be what we might call like a filler queen. They usually drop off at this point because regardless of the edit, like performance will performance like there's yeah. still there there's still stuff you can see no matter what the edit. And you're yeah. right, there's a lot that can be leaving out of the workroom, and there's a lot that we're not and 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 also you know like you know people generally getting along with her is not something that's necessarily easy to show in a mm-hmm. hour long show. Mm-hmm. And that might be the biggest benefit is that she's like great with people Who in a really the, informal way. Who had I the conversation know. with Carrie about alcohol? Was might that been Deja? I don't know. I don't this remember. This is a few episodes ago and they were talking about I how- think you're thinking of UK it's it's Juju B and you are correct. Great, <laughs> <laughs> Charles's UK corner cut. This is Charles's UK Charles's corner. Charles's UK corner. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This you're right, you right. But these franchises lost. I have no idea where I am at any given Who's moment. Who's on what show? Ugh, I don't know. I have to say, I was. We we touched on this briefly earlier, but like, I was thoroughly disappointed um, with the the discussion on the whole i was like mm-hmm. you know these are intense topics that can be pretty provoke like thought provoking and i don't and it felt very after school specialty to me well here's my big question is that when it comes to presenting a drag panel on the show drag race is there anything they're going to cover on the panel in a unique way that we as a viewer are not seeing in workroom conversation. So while, yes, Robert, I think it's a great challenge as a viewer and a question for the producers probably is how can you make this more special or more interesting or unique than workroom conversations that are set up and produced by producers. Mm-hmm. And like how, how, yeah. How is this making me fall more in love with the cast? I definitely think Willow and Bosco stood out. Like yes. mm-hmm. of anyone, I was like, yep. Willow, I thought had some of the funnier jokes that were prepared. And I think Bosco was a little bit better at, Filling the holes so that her team didn't like completely I think Bosco, fought. I think what it was that Bosco carried her entire team. Yes. Knew her, she yes. had to and prepared for it. So like all of her like welcome to panel discussion, electric boogaloo, take mm-hmm. two more men's, whatever. The, and I have to mentions. say that she, that's like super accurate for like having to go to a conference. There's always going to be a panel where there's one person yeah. who's like, oh, the moderator's carrying everything yeah. Yeah. panelists are shit yeah yeah and yeah. that was her panel yeah. yeah yeah so like she felt more prepared because she knew she had to really carry it but whereas, like she shined because like willow, it felt like her to bounce off of yeah mm. it felt like willow actually got to just like exhale and be willow whereas yep. bosco was like well we're going down if it's not for me she did more work yes yeah. it was not as much fun to see yeah yeah but she did a lot more work yeah. but also like 
So this is. I mean, she chose that position. This is right when they would have lost otherwise. You walked into the podcast today, Charles. Is I was about to present a theory. Please mm. present theory corner new segment. What if they had allowed Jasmine to have the moderator role? Mm-hmm. And Bosco had been on the panel. And Bosco it had been, better. been on the panel. I think would have been better. Mm. Jasmine, I think probably because still would have ended thing. up in the bottom. Here's the thing. I honestly, okay, so this is a thought I'm having right now for the first time. But if I had to choose between a panel with, it's, it's a panel with four people, because that's what we got on this show. And you'd only have one good person on that panel, and you can choose if they're a moderator or a panelist. I choose to have them be a panelist. Because you want to hear the substance because of thoughts good, because, of that Because person. it's a lot harder for a bad moderator to get in the way of a good panelist than it is for a good moderator to get something out of bad panelists. You can't, that is, yeah. you can't get blood from a stone. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. I think Truth. that's totally it. Like Jasmine, because Jasmine was already self-conscious about taking up too so much she space. she would have been quieter. So as a moderator, she would have just, like, she would have had a goal of introducing the topic and sitting down and letting it play out, and she was yep. conscious enough to let that happen. If, I that's think good if Bosco could have just only yeah. worried about being the best one on the panel and yeah. she would have even even better than she was as a good moderator tying things together. Yep. Everyone else may have looked more shit, but it was still would have been better for Bosco. I think Bosco yep. jumped on I want to moderate not because she was helping Jasmine, but because she wanted to win. And I think Daya actually thought Bosco would be a better moderator. Well, and she was. Yeah. Hands down. There's for no Daya, yeah. for Daya, no 100%, yes. percent, right? Yeah. If I have to be a panelist, if I'm not Bosco I'm not or Bosco, Jasmine, I want Bosco be the, to be the moderator. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, one of the conversations that really struck home for me how non-substantive this entire endeavor was... <laughs> was when they were talking about toxic masculinity and love my girl Georges. Mm. I really do. I think she's a sweet little button. But (laughs) but, um, when she's like, when she's like, oh, you know, my dad didn't like that I was feminine and I'd never realized why until this panel at DragCon. I'm like, it, girl, yeah. yes, you did. You were talking bullshit. Like, let's not pretend that you had a revelation for the first time at this. Pa- like, it felt yeah. so put on and not what, real am real I, in any way. As as you're saying that, I'm, I'm remembering, was there another panel discussion challenge? Oh, no, it was a The View talk show challenge that Raja was on, and Raja talks a lot about something intense. Do you well, there was a panel challenge. There was the panel challenge where they did. No, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, but, yes, like, yes, but separate this from this that one. A, okay. Yeah. talking about a specific event. That yeah. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, of course there was a panel challenge. But like, there's something that I remember, and it has to be a, a morning talk show of like mm-hmm. Raja O'Hara, not Raja yeah. Gemini. Mm-hmm. Raja O'Hara really talking about, I don't recall what it was, but it was something serious. Robert, help him, help him. Kill it. Thanks. Or maybe it was, I I don't know. But there's some some moment in in a challenge, these seasons are all blurring together, where they really give the queens a chance to say something super honest and real. And 
this... Raja made me cry. Yeah, and I can't. And, and that's the thing is, like, I I, I think remember it was also it. about relationship with his father. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Because I remember, I remember being affected, but I don't remember anything else about it. And <laughs> y'all, there are drunk spousal conversations happening behind my back. Conversations kind. <laughs> Oh, 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 Robert, I, can we just put a pin in this for one I second? Because I have Rebecca, to describe what I saw. Yes, yeah, Rebecca, I wasn't going to get there. Rebecca I was eating an ear of corn in mine. She was, she was pantomiming eating corn behind Charles my back. had his fingers spread with his tongue between his... How is it in pussy? I couldn't see Charles behind me, so thank you for that context, Daniel. Yeah. Oh, my no, God. We need to do, we our, need cards. to do our cards. I was just going to say we haven't done our cards. I'll go first. I'm going first. I want to go first. Okay, I've go never ahead, gone Charles. first. Wait, wait, wait. Before anybody does their card. I swept my card. No, we watched the show and Charles goes, I swept my card. And then he goes, actually, I put blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so you didn't sweep your card. And I put blah, blah, blah. And so you didn't sweep your card again. <laughs> it really feels like a sweep to me in comparison to the last 10 seasons. <laughs> All right, right let's hear it, Charles. Lay it on us, baby girl. Winner, Willow Pill. Not the winner. No, but winner. she was in the top. Yes. You really do need to regulate the volume for Marcus, though. <laughs> Winner, Willow Pell. But she was just in the top. Um, the other tops I had were Angeria and Deja Sky. Mm. Uh-huh. Which was our bonus question this week. Name the two other people in the top. Yeah. So I was not right, but that feels very close. And, and it's very yeah, rare it, that it, it, three really people close. are in a top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well... So I had Georges and Jasmine as the lip syncers. Nice call. And I had Jasmine going home. Mm. I, I'm going, I think if it hadn't been a double save, Jasmine would have gone home. Agreed. Agreed. I'm going next because I had a very similar card. Lay it on me, baby I girl. also had lip syncing Jasmine and Georges, and mm. I had going home Jasmine. My bonus was very similar, but I did actually get both right. I picked Deja and Willow. Oh, nice. nice. Because I thought Angeria was going to win the challenge. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. So I was actually kind of surprised by the Bosco win, but not after seeing the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, She fit all the criteria for why they would make her the winner. And also her runway was stunning. I but loved they didn't it. like it. Which is interesting that she won. I was actually surprised she won after they panned her outfit. But they, also, but they also panned Willow's outfit. They also outfit. panned Willow's, so, yeah. And I yeah. actually and thought... Willow's was worse. It was worse. Yes. She looked like a goddamn rug rat <laughs> with that hair. It looked like a cartoon. Winner, <laughs> I had Willow Pill. Yeah, yeah, Very close. Um, she's on my team, so I was kind of hoping for that double pointage, but I get the Bosco you know, points. You know who else is on your team? Bosco. Bosco. <laughs> Bosco. <laughs> but I don't get two because I didn't put Bosco in the win, and I, I kind of didn't really think Bosco would win mm-hmm. the, the panels. Um, lip sync, I had Georges and Jasmine. Yeah. Because they're going to fail at panels. Yeah. Uh, Whatever yeah, the panel was, they 100%. were going to be bad at it. Whatever role they had on the panel, they were going to be bad at it. Mm-hmm. Neither of them were going to lead a panel. God forbid one of them had won the, <laughs> the mini, mini challenge. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all, right? look at the points. I've never lost by this much. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then sent home, right. I put Jasmine. Uh-huh. 
to all of And I do think Georgia's was a little better in yes. the lip yeah. sync, yeah. but it was a great lip sync. I will give them that. And I had, I'm like, we everyone this entire season has been waiting for a Georgia's Jasmine lip sync. Yeah. So props to the producers for finagling for making how it to work. give us yeah. that. And then for the bonus. I had Bosco and Angie as the other. Um, close. Yeah. I propose we completely change the way we do scoring because no one should ever have to be 110 points behind anybody. I'm just sad. Don't okay. be sad. You love this. I have 47 points. There have been nine episodes. What have I been doing? <laughs> You've probably been writing down random names as I did this week. My card. <laughs> my card. I did not bother. I did not bother remembering or reminding myself. Who's still on this show? That or what the challenge was. She picked Orion Stone so to win. Winner, I put Carrie Colby. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And uh, she did. I wanted to double yeah. down with my teammate. Um, no, I had as the winner... Angeria. Um, she's charming. I thought she would do well. She did well. She was safe. Blah, blah, blah. Deja, I return to what I said earlier in this very episode, Rebecca, that I return to what you said in a previous episode, Rebecca, <laughs> that Deja Sky has not shown us why she has been cast. I put her in the bottom because I thought this wasn't going to be the time that she did. And she was fine. I will give her. She was top three. Yeah, but I will. I'll give her. Like, her shoulder pads were the best shoulder pads. She had the best. All right, runway. Well, let me get through my cards. So we can talk about this runway. I also had Daya in the bottom only because it was wishful thinking and, and the metaverse. Her. The yeah. metaverse. I was hoping we would jump. To I'm timeline. afraid she's gonna do really well in the snatch game. Yeah, she's probably I'm gonna like be top scared. four. Daya? Yeah, Daya's I'm top four. She doesn't know how to share. Ooh. And I had. Gazuntite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I had Deja going home. And then Ooh. the other two in the top three, I had Willow and Lady Camden. So no points for me. But you I got was Willow. Half right. Are we getting Bad. points three for three points each right pick in oh, the bonus? Yeah. So Great. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you just and I got that lead. I got no team points. Me neither. Oh, I got yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, also, I got my no team points, y'all. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> I got lip sync points for Jasmine. And I got lip sync points for George George's. Yeah. So that lip sync. Yeah. I get why it was a double save. It, like, it was deserving of a double save. If it, if they weren't just trying to fill episodes, Jasmine would have been eliminated. But she did a phenomenal job. And I loved seeing how they were both restrained. And we've seen Georges. Yeah. We've seen Georges be like, like kinetic yeah, and, and, and sparkling, but held back. And we've seen Jasmine flail that kinetic energy out. And so actually I was more impressed to see Jasmine show a range and actually oh. like, like keep it in. I was more, see, that's interesting because I was more impressed for sure by Georges. I thought mm. so too. Who it was, did no stunts. It was so, way yeah, different than the stunts. first yeah. one. Yeah. Where she did that and jump twirl split. So yeah. charismatic. Yeah. She got it. Oh, she got it. I, no, I think, I think, I'm saying, I think Georges absolutely won the lip sync if it wasn't a double save. But, it, okay. but, but Jasmine, in my mind, Jasmine had further to go to make an impression and she, 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 she met that threshold. She met that threshold for me. But yeah. I, I will say, like, George's show, show, okay, so we've seen lip sync, we've seen George's lip sync twice, and Jasmine lip sync three times. Which is wild. And I saw more variety in George's two lip sync than, yeah. than Jasmine's, Jasmine's three. three. Yes. I 100% agree with yeah. Charles no on this. No question, because I was really expecting something specific from George's, I think. Yeah. 
And she was like, no, I can do it just like this and it will still be Did phenomenal. not even do a single split. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. She's so good. And so that, I mean, like, it's lovely they kept Jasmine, but that, but there's no way that that wasn't Georges. You no, know what I mean? Like, what I noticed about Georges. Jasmine didn't lose, but she didn't win. What I noticed about Georges in this lip sync that I hadn't picked up on in the other lip syncs which was probably there but not featured quite as heavily camera and editing wise is how charismatic George's face yes. is yes. during the lip sync yeah. and that you know, wig was so the wig good. was yeah. so good the sparkles, the sparkles. were so good mm-hmm. this Robert and I turned to each other and we were like this is the perfect lip sync I'm so outfit captivated for her. just by the sparkling yeah. of the costume and without anything else, it was really, also phenomenal. Yeah, really interesting that they're both in these like bell bottom cat suits. One is full sequence, one is full neon, like neon, neon velvet, like latex oh, velvet, velvet yeah. product. And <laughs> and that they're given this song and they both resist the urge to just trick their hearts out. Yep. Yeah. Right? And it's it's so wonderful. And it reminds me a lot of finding mm, do i want to say the word symbiosis sure with each other mm-hmm. in that they're like we are not neither of us are going to go desperate we're yes. both going to perform within the structure and they played off each yeah. other this is the right word actually they did yeah, play off let's each do other. a different word edit that think, in robert but I, I, I do think that there was a good there was a good moment of them playing off of each other. Where which, they both did the... Yeah, they, they both With like, the plie lean back. Yeah. There was yeah. an acknowledgement, but it was a really incidental contact between two individual lip syncs. Yes. No, Whereas it was more than seen... that. It was more than that. It was not. Yes. It was not incidental contact because they stood there and they looked at each other and they both accented the same thing. They saw How it happen. How is that not incidental? And then they chose not to do it again. But it is incidental. It was an incident. In advance of that moment, I think that they had already decided to live within the same world and environment. I just completely disagree that that was the same world and environment. They were really living in different lip syncs and they connected. I agree. I don't, I think they were living in the same lip sync in that they both had the same. Yes, Jasmine did a split and she did a fan kick her hips are very mobile by the way um <laughs> stretch i was i was actually very impressed almost as mobile as uh, lady camden's oh no, no 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 her her uh fan kick was much better than lady camden's she True, agreed no core engagement she did not have to that all right up. who's got but, the best fan wait, kick no, no. on drag wanna, race and also you know go. someone's got a worse fan kick when they show up four times there right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's really the full thing. here's the one nail in the Again. <laughs> so I I think that they were living in the same world because they both had the same they both had the same approach. Whereas Jasmine executed a split and a and a fan kick, like they both were held back and joyous. I think and, they both lived and, in the same world, but I do think this is not like shut up and drive, which right, to me is the like the epitome of two people who were completely aware of the other the entire time. I never take it in as one thing. It was two different things and there was a moment where they came together. Like they were they were in the same world. They had uh, they had both independently decided beforehand, I think. But to do that sort of more restrained lip sync. Do you think they did that like said it out loud to each other? No, Let's hold this back. Not okay, at yeah, all. That's what I, I, no. What, what I'm saying is like if I could okay 
I think Shut Up and Drive is such a great example of that because I think if I could choose, if I looked at the both Shut Up and Drive and this lip sync, I would choose to watch Shut Up and Drive yeah. with both queens. If I could choose, if I was like, what's the best performance of this second lip sync, it would have been just Georges. I think so. I don't I, think that Jasmine added anything to Georges's performance. I think, yeah, I think if there's a spectrum, there's Shut Up and Drive on the one end, there's this in the middle, Jasmine and Georges, of like a moment of- Two good lip syncs. Um, mm-hmm. Two good lip syncs and a moment of real connection and mm-hmm. earnest communication as partners. And also I would say non-starkly different approaches. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and on the other end, I'm thinking of Manila, yes. Luzon, exactly. and and Trinity the Tuck in All Stars in there's a boy I know. What's that song? There's a boy oh, I know. We just he watched that the other day. Yeah. We but just watched that the moment, other day. There's a moment in that where where Manila is standing there taking the stage, and Trinity and decides, leaning on that thing and, in the back. But but Trinity mm. decides to like throw herself on Manila's leg, and Manila's like, oh yes, you're on my right leg. Let's keep going. And it's so I think like the spectrum is shut up and drive. This is a duet. We are in this together. Yes. This one of we are ex- we are coexisting in the same space, and we will acknowledge each other when it feels real good. And then they get in each other's way, and, and when not they get in each other's way. It was productive. And then and, and then the the other end of the spectrum is like, oh, I think I'm deal with this. I, yeah, I think I'm flailing, so I'm gonna like. It's, not, it's like face. it's yeah, like almost like really the different. mugging, but like the reverse mugging, where the person yeah. who's losing well, mugging, jumps I mean, on yes, them. In that, in, the, in that, it's in in that, it's like a mugging. In that, it's like I'm bringing this to you right now. And then the per- the difference between a mugging and this is someone being able to do something with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, both of you doing it together, it. right? Yeah. But I agree that they're like three really different things. I think those were great examples, Robert, because I I do think that they're. I mean, I do think like this lip sync was not a duet. It was not a duet. They were both good. We all agreed Georges was better. Jasmine was good. They connected in a moment that was exciting. But for the most part, when I was watching them, I was watching one or the other, and I was mostly watching Georges. So question. Uh, Brooklyn Heights versus Evie Oddly, double save, splits, tricks, flips, two independent solos happening. Yeah. I don't remember that lip sync. Oh. Does that I remember it being impressive. Does that does that Okay, so no one else remembers that fine. No, I, I, I remember no. the other two you used. So but that my, says something. But my question yeah, my question was like this one I think we all agree that like Georges Georges was a better lip syncer. I do genuinely think it was a double save. Like that was yeah, warranted. Was not bad. Yes, no. and so like so it makes sense. It was a double save, but Georges was better. Here's my other question to y'all, mm-hmm. which maybe Rue weighed and maybe Rue didn't weigh. Even if Jasmine was as good at the lip sync as Georges was. Do we need to see any more from Jasmine no, this season? Not currently. I mean, tie. Even if we think it's a tie, which we don't, it would have been George. Like, this is Jasmine's third lip sync, and it was her second in a row. I just think like gameplay, the way the show has gone before. I want to see her Jasmine's done. Jasmine's, you do want to see? I want to see. I want to see Jasmine's character. I don't. I do. I do. I feel like. I want to see the train wreck. (laughs) Exactly. Well, no, I mean, because Jasmine is so Alyssa-y, right? Like, she's never super boring to listen to, right? 
I don't I don't that's know why like, she did well in Daytona Wind. Yeah, she it's was like so she's bad. not she was not good, phenomenal. but like I find her to be more laganja y and not just in look, but like excitable and are you, but I'm still not vapid. sure what I'm gonna get for her. I'm not sure yeah. what I'm gonna get from mm-hmm. her. Here's the thing is like so Snatch Game being the next episode and this being a double save. What like so what we're getting so if we all think Jasmine should have gone home, the thing we would have missed from her is a snatch game, right? So that's kind of the, the framing of it. And it's yeah. like that's not the framing the show takes necessarily, but that's the framing I'm taking from is like, okay, so what we get by having this being a double save is we get to see Jasmine in the yeah. snatch game. And so like what is it that she is gonna do in that that we would have missed if she wasn't there? And I think it's like not necessarily about her snatch game character. I think it's like not necessarily about her being good. But I do kind of think, like, because she's a talker, just having her there will make it a better episode. Even mm-hmm. if she's bad. I think even a bad Jasmine in the Snatch Game episode. We is love to hate a, a bad performance in the and Snatch I think it's Game. Be better than a Snatch yeah. Game this season without a Jasmine in it. Mm. Because I don't know that we have any. If we, when we lose Jasmine, if we didn't have Jasmine next week, I don't know that we'd have. She's kind of the fluff at this point. Like what do we what have do you for mean? fluff? What do you mean she's a fluff? We have we have Georges for fluff at this no, point. No, I mean yes, but what, what is Georges so is not for so fluff? So what do I mean? But what do I mean? Like Jazz, but Georges doesn't just say shit. Okay. Yeah. Jasmine just says shit. Jasmine and hasn't just said shit in a while. Mm-hmm. She has really? been taking that I no. Think I think she's really been she's shaken. Been, she's shook. Yeah. She is shook on the like taking over a conversation. And maybe point. and like, but there's still narrative there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was that was this episode. Like she in fact, fully had like, to like. She bombed this episode a, because she didn't share anything about she, herself and because she tried, she's too nervous. And she tried to define, what was it? Toxic masculinity by talking yeah. about like school uniform School uniform codes? <laughs> like, oh my like, God. It was atrocious. It was, it was so, a train but wreck. Also, but also like it showed um, her, it is her nature. It is the whole scorpion and the frog all over again. She... Starts oh, by <laughs> she starts by answering the question by saying I'm gonna just be really brief, and then takes over mm. for like five minutes and it becomes a thing. They it's yeah. in the editing, oh but God, also in so the faces shady. of the other queens where they're like, oh, there she goes again. You know, like she she just can't stop herself. Yeah. I think it is her nervous tick. She's got some anxiety or some nervousness, and then I must fill space so with 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 to, speech to that question as a with a um with a maxi challenge that has distinct roles of moderator and panel do we think of the moderator as quote unquote team leader and was it on bosco to coach the whole group no. and work with them like they haven't got that kind of time yes you think it was uh no. I think it's on I think it's on the moderator to say I think it's on the moderator to say what do you want to be asked or this is what I'm going to ask you or to, I'm going to That's, craft I my think, questions surrounding what you want to talk yeah, about I think my this que- way. My question mm. is who's responsible for the prep for this panel discussion? Yeah. It's so I think that it is a collaboration between the moderator and the panelists, I guess I don't think that the moderator is a leader, right. but it is a role that needs to be negotiated. All, 
I was just observing that Deja's group so clearly had spoken about the topics beforehand. And it was like almost not formulaic, but it was procedural. Like Deja asked the question and they went around and they they had banter. And like there was some room in the joints, but there was a more defined structure. And then when it got to Bosco's group, it felt a little bit more like the whole thing was structuralist and improv in a way. What I think we're establishing is that if you are chosen moderator, if you volunteer to be moderator and the group then selects you as moderator, there is a responsibility to that role that is different from the responsibilities of the role of panelist. And it outlines specifically that like three people in your group have the same roles and tasks Mm -hmm. and responsibilities. And this outlier that is the moderator has this other set of responsibilities and tasks. And the moderator, I think, has a responsibility to A, connect individually to each of the other three people. And then the group has a responsibility to decide, like, these are the topics we're going to cover and here here are all of our takes just so that everyone knows that this is potentially what I'm going to speak about. Mm -hmm. I think no one was blindsided at any moment in the panels. Like, I don't think anyone was blindsided that Willow was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I have a disability and I'm going to talk about it now. Um, So that not so that the answers were canned, but so that each person could be thoughtful then in how they approached the task. And so when I think about Bosco's group and when I think about the roles of moderator is that because the group that was not Deja's, but that Deja was the moderator for did such a good job with their roles as panelists. It allowed Deja to also have room to share Deja's own thoughts and opinions and volunteer to participate in it. And Bosco's group, Bosco just needed to navigate getting questions answered and getting some laughs from the judges and moving on and managing that because we said earlier we didn't learn about Bosco and I think that that is potentially Mm -hmm. what happened. Bosco was 100% the conductor of the train and because of that she did not get to sit down and have a cup she of tea. She couldn't go to the dining car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I haven't ridden on a train recently. So the... <laughs> to touch on the runway real quick, I really did not like Deja's look. Conceptually, fine. I liked but it. I thought it was great. RuPaul absolutely loved it. It looked really cheap and costumey to me. And... Maybe I shouldn't be using... No, cheap and inexpensive are different things. It looked cheap. It's it, it's the B-52s. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that this is what... Deja B-52? <laughs> no. When they said shoulder pads, they wanted at least four of the queens to do this. <laughs> and only one of them did. Yes. Yeah, they wanted some crazy shoulders. Yeah. That's real, and that's yeah. what they criticized Willow for in the end. They were like, where are the shoulders? Yeah, you know? because besides besides Deja, no one, no one went caricature of shoulder pads. 
Yeah, no. Maybe a little, we got ruffle sli- little bit, Jasmine. Ruffle sleeves. Poofy sleeves. Poofy sleeves. But that's not shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah. We got blazers. We got raincoats. You know what we didn't get? We didn't get a full padded sports look. Which we got a little close bit with Daya, with from Daya which is, I thought yeah. her look was garbage. Oh, she was atrocious. But, it was terrible. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Not a great runway. Not a great episode. It was fine. Probably a terrible episode of Race Chasers podcast. I think we, I think the season like hit a peak with that one. Last episode? episode. No, no, no. <laughs> two, two episodes ago now. Like it fully hit a peak and like now all things will be measured against that one, which is a shame for this season. You know what I'm concerned about this season? I'm concerned they're not going to leave me wanting more. That's how I felt every season of yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, we're, so. we're gonna end up coming right back. You just watch. Yeah. We're so, we're so. There have been so many episodes. Why are there so many queens still here? Yeah, that's how I feel. <sighs> Should we end this episode the way we end every episode? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, we're gonna end this episode the way we end every episode <laughs> by suggesting a drag con panel about menses. And the three drag queens you would like to see on that panel. Oh, it's got layers. Oh, God, that's hard. No, no, it's just the three drag queens. You want panel titles? We're going to end this episode the way we end every episode by suggesting a punny title to our drag con panel about men's. It doesn't have to be punny. It does because I said it does. (laughs) So my panel title is Menses and menses. How are we padding the patriarchy? Oh my god. <laughs> you know I'm bad at puns and I'm bad at metaphors. <laughs> it is known, it's on my resume as not special skills. Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> menses in Mensa. Talking about whether uh Male intellectuality is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be attending that. Gonna send my assistant. Thank you. Yeah, don't send your assistant. Show it's gonna be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be George's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My panel's called Visible Mensing. <laughs> and it's about mending visibly. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we're at the point where I have absolutely nothing. Just start okay. speaking. Okay. No, I don't do that well. Okay, my... Men. <laughs> my... Yes. <laughs> oh, you do men very well. Go ahead. My... <laughs> Doing men well. Yes. <laughs> my drag con panel is X men and it is yes! <laughs> and, it, and it is a discussion with all drag queens and the men that broke up with them when they discovered that they, they have superpowers in fact <laughs> do have superpowers <laughs> yeah <Yay! laughs>